Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused games and give our thoughts about them. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we played Deltarune. Deltarune was released on October 30th, 2018, real recently. It was developed by Toby Fox, creator of Undertale, which we'll obviously talk a lot more about. And it is currently free for download on PC. I don't know if it's on Steam or anything like that, but you can just go no. to deltarune.com and it's a free download from there. Hell so, yeah. This game dropped as a little bit of a surprise. Um, Duncan actually texted me about it out of the <laughs> blue and was like, hey, check this shit out. We got to do this one in like a day or two here on for the sure. 29th. I was not following that literally even so, a little bit. Did that just me... totally come out of the blue? Yeah, so here's what happened. He was like, he he turned his profile picture and like banner to complete black. And he had like on a Twitter? short, yes, on Twitter. Right. And he had like a short little soliloquy about how it's like, it's dark in here and I'm excited to show you something and I want, like, I need your help on this. So like, please return in 24 hours and you can, you know, like help me on this. I need you. And then he releases, um, saying, you know, it's finally here. It's far from done yet. You know, I have so much more to do, but it's something that I want to share with everyone. Now go to Deltarune. And it was just deltarune.com. And then you download it, and it was surveyprogram.exe, and then it asks you, like, a bunch of permissions. It was kinda... Yeah, your computer does not like this program. And he did that on purpose, and I think that's kind of, like, kind of funny, but also I can see someone being very worried about it, and someone just releasing an, like, unsolicited program on a website out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I was a little worried, and I'm like... Is this just a really, really good Trojan virus to get everyone's social security number? <laughs> Somebody fucking hacked Toby Fox's Twitter and is like, hold on, I've got the fucking perfect idea. Yeah, it would literally be one of the best ideas. But oh yeah, I don't think that's what it was, hopefully. I didn't really I'm pretty sure it wasn't. <laughs> After having played it, I'm fairly certain that would but be a very, very ambitious Trojan virus. Oh, such a good Trojan virus. Um, so... Uh, in the beginning of this this experience, it asks you to make a character, which at first glance, I'm like, that's super interesting. Maybe this is just the survey. Maybe they want us to just make a bunch of characters, and the most frequently chosen one is the winner. Mm -hmm. You make it, and essentially this, you know, this white text tells you that... Um, you know, this is your vessel, everything like that, and then to name the vessel, and it asks you a bunch of weird, incriminating questions like, "What is its favorite blood type?" Uh, <laughs> and then after that, wait, was this a Trojan? <laughs> yeah, was this? I'm not sure. Um, and after that, it um, tells you, but this is not about you know the character that you created, or it just says like your name is blank, and then it cuts to a fucking undertale sequels kind of and kind of and i here's something you have to know about me <laughs> and we'll get more into this later but i'm one of them i'm one of those <laughs> under boys okay you won't see me on the reddit you know i'm a lurker i'm lurking i'm lurking i'm an underboy though and i love this game series and hopefully later you'll f we'll figure out why because here's the little secret. Here's the dirty little secret. I don't know why. 
<laughs> I don't know why I like this game so much. So we'll end up talking about it. But before that, um, get prepared to hear about eight more minutes of my voice. Hope yep. you like it. Because There's some very good music behind it, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. Not like our last music experience where I said, this is the music, the podcast <laughs> is ending. And there was no music. Alex did that one. That was a fucking full faux pas on I, his part. Wow, I fucked up the editing on that episode so bad. That was all yep. me, guys. My bad. Yep. My bad. It was all him and not even one bit me. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to whisk you away in this story. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the game, uh, our thoughts on it, how we feel about it. If you don't want to listen to it, you've already played it, go ahead and uh, skip ahead eight minutes, and we'll see you then. We play as Chris, a human in a world and family of monsters, younger sibling to Azrael, who is in university. Chris has split parents and is living with their mother, Toriel. Today... Chris is late to school. No partners anywhere in sight for their class. Before you're adopted into a group of three, purple punk dino girl slams into the classroom. This is Susie, your new partner. The teacher struggles to start class because of some missing chalk, and Susie is told to go grab more. Chris is to follow behind because she's a common troublemaker. Witnessing Susie chomping on chalk, Chris is put into a dangerous situation. Susie is close to suspension, and this would be the final nail in the coffin to take her out. Everyone would just love to see me gone, wouldn't they? She approaches Chris, telling them she'd rather go down for a much bigger offense. Slamming Chris against the locker, she threatens to eat their face off. But she rather wouldn't, since you've got a nice mother. She tells Chris to keep the chalk between them. Entering the supply closet, there seems to be no light and endless space. Trying to leave, they fall through the floor. Walking in the underground, Chris is adorned with a suit of armor. The underground is dark carved eyes on the wall and bizarre black sludge oozing from holes, Chris finds Susie hiding, equipped with some battle gear as well. They're attacked by flying spades from a strange figure. Retreating, they find themselves in a twisting, dark castle town, where they meet their assailant, a short, pudgy boy with spade patterns on his face and tummy, on a motorcycle. He's Lancer, and he's gonna thrash you. That's pretty much it. Lancer retreats after his bike is out of gas, and a figure in a hooded robe approaches. He tells a legend of a human, monster, and prince that will bring balance to the darkness and light of the world. If there's an imbalance either way, there could be catastrophic results. Currently, there is a fountain of darkness to the east. Closing this would help bring balance back. Chris and Susie are asked to become lighteners and to seal the dark well. Susie is disinterested. If the world ends, it's not her problem. She just asks for the way home. Unfortunately for her, the only way home is the well. The hooded figure reveals himself to be a black fluffy bug creature with no arms and a wizard hat. His name is Ralsai, the Prince of Darkness. Before you head out to the east, Ralsai shows you his pacifist ways of taking care of conflicts, hoping Chris will adopt this moving forward. Through the forest and solving Lancer's several puzzles to deter us, we learn Lancer's duty. His father demands to stop the Lightners from reaching the Card Kingdom as they will close the well of darkness, ending his expanse. We finally run into Susie. She's still not into the idea of helping the world, but if it's the way back to the surface world, she'll do it. She reluctantly joins the party. The player has control over what Chris and Ralsai do, but Susie acts on her own, slamming whatever she wants to with her axe. Pacifism isn't in her nature. 
After several puzzles from Lancer trying to stop you going to the east, Rasai asks again for Susie to stop and reconsider not fighting. She's a bad hero, it's true. She'd make a better villain. She switches sides to Lancer, who has been looking up to her scariness. Lancer and Susie bond over cheating, being bad, and thrashing nerds, trying to stop Chris and Ralsai every step they can no matter how unsuccessful. They truly bond and create a friendship, probably Susie's first friendship. After the four move east in separate teams, Ralsai attempts again to bring Susie back into the group. It would be more productive to move together on this so the fountain can be broken and they may return home. However, before Lancer and Susie join them, they demand friendship by combat. Successful, they come together and move on, but Lancer has some hesitations. His father is the source of the fountain. If his new friends try to destroy it, his dad will try to destroy them. They will kill each other for this. Lancer runs away, getting the three caught by guards and locked in prison. Susie was able to take care of the guards and tries to find her way to the cells of her party. She instead hears the voice of Lancer, who wants to keep you all in the cells so no one gets hurt. Susie is enraged by this, betrayal from her friend. She will kill Lancer. He doesn't fight back as Susie wails on him at no end until he's on his last leg. And before the final blow can be delivered, she misses purposefully. She can't take the thought of killing Lancer. She thinks back to the pacifist solution. Let's just talk it out to your dad. Maybe he'll understand? Lancer, now faithful in this plan, will work, hopes this means they can still be friends. Taken back by this, Susie agrees. They bust the rest of them out and agree to meet at the top of the castle. The three get through the card kingdom's wacky and zany antics and reach the top of this castle. Atop is the Chaos King. We enter on a conversation he's having with his son. He's severely disappointed that he was unable to get rid of the Lighteners. What did I tell you? Don't get too attached. He picks Lancer up, threatening to drop him off the castle unless the Lighteners kneel to him. They do. With spades about to slaughter them, Lancer turns and attacks his own father just enough to escape and free the Lighteners. The fight begins. While lashing out at you, the Chaos King talks about his kingdom expanding, how darkness will cover the world. After several attacks, Chaos King is overcome by exhaustion and crumples to the ground. He hasn't had to fight like this in a long time. Ralsai shows compassion to the poor, dying king and heals him. The king, betraying Ralsai's trust, springs back into action and takes the Lightners down. Grabbing Chris, Susie stands back up from her injuries to threaten the king with a slash. He demands death to show his son what monsters are. She refuses. The Chaos King grows tired and without warning falls to the ground from a sleeping spell Susie had learned from her outside. With the sleepy king chasing his dreamy slumber, they are free to close the fountain. Susie and Chris say their goodbyes to Ralsai and Lancer before they move through the portal. Ralsai takes a mask off and reveals his true identity. He's a goat king. Chris's soul opens the well and the two find themselves back in the supply closet. It's evening, and nothing seems to be any different there. Back in their regular clothes, and life seems to have moved on without them. Susie asks Chris to come back again soon. Tomorrow, in fact. She leaves as you get a call from your mother to return home. Chris goes to bed quickly after this long day, and the screen cuts to black. Rustling through covers, Chris slowly shambles out of bed. They walk towards the center of the room, slowly lifting their fist up. Chris jabs their own chest. A quick pain can be heard as Chris rips their soul out of themselves, whipping it into a rusty birdcage. Bloodied, they turn slowly to you, revealing a knife and a red eye. There's a 
light inside your soul that's still shining in the cold with the truth the promise in our hearts don't forget i'm with you in the dark all right that was deltarune that was Deltarune. Uh, this is an awkward transition for us. We don't do pre-recorded stuff too much, so we're trying to get the hang of it a little yeah. bit. Did you? So we got a lot of questions here, and we can we start. We can just pick we one do. out of the question, you know, the little question sandbox, and then play around a little bit, and then <laughs> knock our sandcastle question over and start new if we want. Did you have a sandbox um, when you were a kid? <laughs> I did. Fuck, you ever play I honestly in sandbox? don't know. I definitely played in sandboxes. I don't think I had a sandbox, but I know my friend had a sandbox, and I would. <sighs> You know, but that I was, was one of my very point, few you know. privileges as a child. Is I had a sandbox. That's a pretty good privilege, though. Yeah, yeah I was very I don't know. privileged. To sand be is sandbox. pretty good. Yeah, let's, sand is cool. Let's let talk me, about sand for the next forty-five minutes. <laughs> let me sculpt this sand question into a material, a glass, so we can look through it and discuss my, it. My other thing was, do you want to? Jesus none Christ! None of these questions get to, and this is yeah. None of none of these questions get very specifically to just like how did you, you know. What was your experience playing the game like, you know? Because yeah. normally we would just kind of touch on that throughout the story summary. Well, I've been we talking I've been talking for you know, what the audience feels is 9 minutes-ish. So why don't you why don't you take a shot at that? How did you feel yeah. throughout playing? All right, I'll I'll do it. And I don't want to I don't want to hit these questions and like step on their, you know, jive on their They're sandy toes. They're boogie. You yeah, don't want to get so. toes the sand of these questions in between your toes while you're trying to navigate your feelings yes. on the game overall. <laughs> I'm I'm so lost in this metaphor right now. I don't know which way is up and which way is the sandcastle. Um, so yeah, I'll just say that uh, I I did not know what to expect going into Delta Rune. Um, I didn't know if it was going to be another Undertale. I didn't know if it was going to be something shorter, something a little bit um, like in a totally different vein. Uh, you know, the fact is that it ended up being a lot like Undertale, and and I enjoyed it much the same way that I enjoyed the first. Um, first half of undertale or so at this point yeah i guess maybe mild spoilers for undertale going forward because yes. we're going to talk i'm not going to try and spoil too I'd much say of pretty it and... major for the stuff i'll end up talking about okay well duncan's going to do some major spoilers i'm going to do some minor spoilers you kind of figure out where you're okay and comfortable in between um, <laughs> you can just mute me when you hear my voice click it off boy that's the thing you can do in podcasts just mute one of the two audio channels <laughs> duncan will mix it so i'll come out of your left ear he'll come out of your right ear you just pop that right headphone right out <laughs> That's how, uh, I assume that's how most people would prefer to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Man, self burn. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it like I enjoyed the first um, first half, maybe two thirds of Undertale, which is to say that I thought the um, combat itself is fun. Like for an RPG style game, I think it's really interesting, and I think the world itself is just very. It's, it's fun to be in. I think the writing tends to be really clever, with the exception of a few characters that don't necessarily jive with me. Um, but I think that it's it's generally, it's a very funny game. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if this is accurate, because it's been a couple of years since I played Undertale, because we haven't That's done fun. it for the podcast yet, because Duncan keeps saying we shouldn't. Oh um, <laughs> my god. <sighs> but okay. I don't Breathe. remember specifically <laughs> if this is what it is. Uh, but this game, it, it did 
feel like it had a little bit of a different tone to it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it the tone felt lighthearted. It felt more lighthearted. Not to say that Undertale wasn't, but you know some of the villains you encountered at least seemed to have a, a, an agenda that made sense, and none of that really came through in this game until the very end. So I got almost, and I don't know if you felt this at all, but I almost got a like Super Mario RPG vibe. Yeah. from a decent part of this game. And I was very much into that. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how much like how much of an impact the game had on me overall and I don't think it was really going for that too much. Yeah. Um but I think that it was a lot of fun. It was a you know, I would play another 2 or 3 hours of this like lighthearted funny RPG and you know, that's kind of like it it almost feels like a throwaway saying like it's fun and it's funny but like for games to be funny, and I think we've probably mentioned this on the podcast before, it's not easy. No. A lot of games fuck up very badly at trying to be funny. And I think Undertale and now Deltarune are, are two games that are surprisingly consistent in that. Um, and I, I enjoyed that quite a bit going through the game. Yeah, and we don't mention a lot of the like funny parts because it wouldn't translate in our storytelling. Not um, at all. No, not at all. So you're going to have to experience those for Jeez, I'm really burping today. Uh, you're gonna have to Don't experience. do that. Don't do that. I just did it again. You're going to have to go experience. <laughs> Out of straight defiance, my body said burp. Um, <laughs> you'd have to experience those for yourself for sure. But it is, I agree with you that it is totally a comedy-centric game in a lot of ways. And, yeah, and I enjoy that about it as well. Um, was my is my assessment totally off base that this felt more lighthearted than Undertale? Yeah, or? for sure. I mean, wait, well, for sure it is off base, or for sure it's no, not off. No, base? for sure. I, I I don't think. So I think it did end up being a lot more lighthearted, but I think it had some weird, like very very high bell curves where it seemed to get like really serious, sometimes out of nowhere. And then dip right back into the silliness. The, like, number one example I can think of is probably, like, the uh, Susie versus Lancer fight. Like, Susie just, like, absolutely slaughtering Lancer and, like, literally about to kill him. And then she misses on purpose because, you know, she can't kill them, him. And uh, then it just, like, ramps right back up to the silliness. And sometimes that's, like, weirdly jarring but I still like it, but it also, those moments don't always land. The one I just said particularly did work well for me, but I think when it tries those, you know, serious points, it doesn't do as well as the original game did, I think, in that way. And I hate to, like, keep going back to the original game for, like, you know, points of reference because this is its own game, and, you know, and I don't want to constantly be like, well, it wasn't like this, and it wasn't like that in comparison. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd i say it's mostly lighthearted in this in this situation. Yeah. And, and I'll just say off the bat, I think it's fine mm-hmm. to, to kind of go back to the well, so to speak, to say, like, hey, this is different than Undertale and, like, draw the direct comparisons because of how, like how much this game is dependent. I mean, it's, its name is, from what I understand, its name is maybe a reference to something that yes. was in Undertale, but also is literally just like an anagram of the word Undertale. Yeah. Like anagram. I don't remember if that's the right word for the, it. But. Yeah. The, the the Delta rune was like in Undertale as well. And it was like essentially a prophet, which is like, again, it's shifted from what it is in that game and what it is in this game. It's essentially a prophecy that tells 
um, either a angel or a devil will come to the underground and all of the monsters will be free either through death or through escape. So it's essentially just retelling the options that you get in Undertale um, to, you know, slaughter or save all of them. So it's kind of interesting, like, and something else that Alex and I talked about briefly because I wanted to clarify it with him is this is not like a prequel or a sequel to the game, but kind of is. Um, Toby went on to say essentially this is, you know, its own world and universe where, you know, the characters are uh, essentially in a different universe and the world of Undertale is exactly how you left it. Um, You know, nothing before or after would affect that story. So it's kind of like maximally its own game, but oddly also has the same characters and themes. Yeah, there's there's tie-ins for sure. And I would be... I will be surprised if by the time this thing is finished, because it's very clear that this is not, like, obviously the end of the game. It's, you know, chapter one yes. or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would be very surprised if by the time whatever this project is comes to completion, if there are not more direct ties in to the uh, – some way, shape, or form, yeah. whether that's to the world prior to your ar- arrival or post or, you know, in the middle of, something like that. I think there will be more explicit tie-ins. I think he's just leaving the door open to – you know, kind of do what he wants with those still. Yeah. And I mean, my, my guess, you know, yeah. And you not feeling as like comfortable, not want to say comfortable, but as like knowledgeable of where the game, you know, was coming from. You told me like a little bit before that, like, Oh, I had to like Google some of the character names. Cause I just really don't remember their roles in the original game. So like, yeah, seeing these characters again and not remembering like their exact roles in the original story. Did you feel like you were missing out or like, did you, did that like affect you at all? Cause I'll say super briefly, briefly for me, I was right when Chris gets, you know, driven to school and I saw all of the same characters. I was kind of like, really? Oh, okay. But I kind of wonder how that, affected you and how you felt about it so at the start of the game it kind of you know seeing you know the toriel again i was like oh okay i i guess we're doing like some weird alt universe stuff and then kind of the point where i realized like oh maybe i really don't remember a lot was at that scene when you get into the classroom and i'm like i feel like (laughs) i should know all of these characters and i recognize two to three okay and that's really it um yeah and then after you get out of there i kind of i think what most of the characters in the bulk of the game were new right it seemed like yeah i mean like also a lot of the characters in the town were new if you really yeah. like um i would say 50 percent of the town is from the old game yeah okay um, so and all the characters in the underground except for one maybe is new okay so when i was in the underground obviously it didn't bother me i didn't feel like i was potentially missing anything but when i got back to the town at the very end of the game Hmm. i think the impact the game was going for i think the impact that toby wanted it to have was a lot of like oh man like look at this reimagining of what the undertale world could be in this kind of like idyllic happy society right yeah Yeah. it's fan servicey and that was where I started to kind of lose the connection, right? Like, I yeah. liked your dad being, like, divorced from your mom and doing his best, but clearly, like, 
having some issues and there being some like ideas that oh maybe something went pretty bad there because your mom kind of doesn't want anything to do with him anymore like okay that's mildly interesting yeah um i think there was the point where you talked to sans and i was like <laughs> this fucking sucks i do not want this well um <laughs> did you uh did you ask him about about your mom uh no essentially, i don't think so essentially he says that he he fucked your mom nice okay yeah because well, you you're go. like you should meet my mom and he's like yeah yeah dude i already met her <laughs> like yeah we met in uh he i don't remember he's he does he gives some kind of bone pun about fucking and it's just like really uncomfortable <laughs> yeah okay that's fair yeah um i don't know i don't know how you felt in that situation no. but they're, like running into some of those characters again that Sans was the only one that actually like rubbed me the wrong way. Or I was like, okay, this is too fan servicey. I don't, I don't like this. Isn't even yeah. like a reimagining. He is just. They would have felt weird if he wasn't included. Um, running into the other characters is just the part where I felt like, okay, I, I feel like this should hit with me in a way that it's not. I was enjoying the whole game, but for the part in the town, I talked to like half the town, and then at some point, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is yeah. not. This is not fun for me. And I think that's exactly why it's, like, very, very optional to... Oh, and by the way, for those of you who who did not play, we didn't mention this in the story summary. In between your, like, walk from school to home, you can literally walk around the entire town that you live in and, like, talk to everybody. There's a lot of people to talk to. It's, like, 20 minutes. There's also a locked door somewhere? So, yeah, if you go south... No, that's not for the secret boss. That's, um... okay. That's like there's like a weird hidden lab and there's a bunch of like ideas as to what that might be, but I'm not gonna get too into that. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's a couple secrets in there. Like there's the graveyard of one of the characters that like was actually this like old turtle guy who explains the original Delta Rune to you. Um, mm, there's okay. I really I was wondering what that was. There's a computer. Uh, there's a computer lab in the library, and it's like, there's a dog that looks like it's working tirelessly on a video game. We should just leave him alone. Like, <laughs> don't talk to him. He's very busy. And I like that. That's kind of cheeky. That was good. That um, was good. Yeah, there's a lot of secrets in around that town. Um, for the cameos, I wasn't very pleased with them. I think they were really fan y And the Sans one, I had a hard time with. But then I thought about it, and there are some, like, kind of cool lore things that might happen or be happening that i'm a fan of um but all in all i kind of like you know the drive away i felt worried that so we've talked alex and i have talked briefly that that you know i don't like being part of that community as much because i think and Alex also thinks, you know, we kind of agree that a lot of the fans of this series can be very extreme in their love and opinions for it, which is mm-hmm. fine. You know what I mean? But, like, I think... It's fine. It can be abrasive if you are not part of the community. Right? Exactly. And they're not out there fucking punching people in the face, necessarily. Yeah, but they're not people like, doing oh, spin kicks. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it, it's one of those things where if you are on the outside looking and you're like, this is way what too much. It, yeah, it's and it like, is too and much. Not sometimes. to, you know, hit two people with one stone, but it's kind of like Rick and Morty fans. It's very yeah. much the same thing where it's like you're not, you know, shitty people or anything. It's just, hey, this is a lot because I'm not in that fandom. Exactly. And, like, I think people take it. And, I mean, it's happened to Doki Doki. Like, I fucking, yeah, I still love totally. that game. But, like, if I check that subreddit, it's getting a little creepy, guys. 
Like it's, it's getting a little creepy. <laughs> guys, they shouldn't have to make rules about stopping with all the not safe for work stuff, okay? Yeah. Like, Anyways. Just know. So enough about that. You know how fan services are weird. So so the thing that I'm actually worried about is Toby was concerned about the you know that that hard fandom um and like if he made a completely new world that people wouldn't have that like comfortable touchstone because they are so passionate about the world and like he he stated that like he's been working on this pretty much since he was done with the original game like Mm -hmm. he did not take many breaks and like i can assume during that time there were plenty of moments where he might not wanted to have included all these characters and sometimes it feels like an insert but also sometimes it feels like he has an idea behind this like he has a reason to include them and i think he kind of knows that it's fan servicey and i think there's some kind of interesting double layer to this because i Part of me trusts him to know that, like, this is a little cringy. Like, I'll, I'll, I hate <laughs> using that word, but it, a part of me knows that he does know that. But I think on the surface level, that might be the case. But I think he has some kind of idea as to why these characters are here again or, you know, what he's really doing with them. What upsets me is, like, some of the things that they, like, talk about and everything like that just feels like remember this isn't that fun Mm -hmm. and yeah so yeah and and i'll say that i i want to be clear that i think fan service does have a time and a place right it's not fan service is not within of itself bad it can be fun like 20 minutes tacked at the end of the game (laughs) yeah i mean you 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 do that you do that like before the climax of the game not after or something you know you you do it in a spot where you can like enjoy it but you don't want that to be the point that you end on is kind of my feeling um and i'll be honest i I loved it i loved it still because i'm that i'm that person i'm that target audience i'm that fan so you did a service to me go ahead (laughs) and and on your point um you know, I don't know what else Toby Fox has done prior to Undertale, if anything. Literally. I feel like probably l- has done something at least. Literally but... a hack for Mother 3. All right. Well, he's That's got a it. type for sure. Then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, as, as a, like, you know, Published someone who takes wise. authorship, I, I do have enough faith in him. I think Undertale was good enough. I think this game did enough unique and interesting that I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he had either a plan in terms of like, you know, deeper cuts in terms of what's going on in the back end or what's going to happen in the future for why he kind of inserted that scene at the end or that he was self-aware enough to say like, Hey, people are going to play this game and they're going to like it, but they're going to want some fan servicey stuff. And I don't want to like have that ruin the flow. So I'm just going to tack it on at the end, in which case that's fine. Like as long as he's self-aware of it, that's totally fine. I, I, and I don't mean like if anything is that undertale is, it is (laughs) self-aware. (laughs) <laughs> or the Undertale universe, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I don't want to like I don't want to take that away from anyone. If if you played it and you liked the fan service, I know you just said you did, Duncan. Like, yeah. that's totally fine. That's completely legit. It's just as somebody who is not part of that fandom as much as somebody who just like played the game and then didn't do anything with it or like stay engaged with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, this very much didn't work for me, and right. it made my experience slightly worse because it made me feel like i should be trying to engage with this more but i didn't enjoy engaging with it for the end which was just kind of a bummer because of how much i enjoyed 
the lead up to the last 20 minutes, you know, before, again, before obviously the last like 15 second scene, which I'm sure people will theorycraft to death, but I have no kind of idea I mean, what going for. So that. here's, here's my take on it that I've been kind of like being like, I don't know. Some people think about these things or this thing. So like, this is the one thing that I'll say that I find interesting that connects to all of this. Mm-hmm. So this is an alternate universe, right? Yeah. Um, in the, so this is, this is massive Undertale spoils, so if you don't feel, like, comfortable with this, you can move along. Um, in the, <laughs> you can get the hell out of can, our podcast. <laughs> just skip a couple seconds ahead, okay? It won't be very long. <laughs> Cut to me ten minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the first ending of Undertale. <laughs> yeah, so um, in the genocide route of Undertale, where you literally kill everything and duke it off with Sans at the, like, very end of the game, um, he explains essentially that he is not only like a haha funny prankster skeleton, but he's also like this world renowned scientist and that he showed and saw flows of like distortions of timelines and like things being ripped out from one timeline and put into another. And he's like, that's you, wasn't it? Like you've been doing that. And the assumption and, you know, truth of it was, is that, you saving the game and loading it was Mm -hmm. those timelines but there are also like there's also obviously you know just like some people can believe about this world you know there's infinite timelines etc um but this is just one of them and it's also assumed that sans can travel in between those um there's a lot of kind of like conversations you have with sans and deltarune about like hey like you don't know me, do you? And he's like, ha, no, I don't know you. But it feels like he does in some of his, uh, some of the ways that he said things. So it's almost kind of like this cool, constant struggle that Sans is kind of following this character around um, this anomaly because the anomaly is you as a player character. And the anomaly is also um, this character named um, Chara, who is, actually the character that you play it i'm not going to get into that um but that is the person (laughs) that like looks to the camera at the end of the game and has thrown their soul away um because you know in the um in the first game it is you know a soulless person who destroys the um the game world so it's kind of like this eternal struggle between sans and this character um trying to save and destroy universes and I think that is very, very cool, but you would never, ever, ever get that if you didn't, like, read and think about it like I did. So, like, uh, and that's kind of where I have, like, I'm like, fuck, this is so cool and I love it. But also, it's difficult to, like, if I just talk about it, it's not as cool as when I kind of, like, discovered it and put the pieces together in my head. You know what I mean? Yes, but also, and I'll I'll hit you up with the perspective of somebody who didn't do any of that. You totally lost me in the last couple of minutes. You were like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fans of the skeleton. Okay, no, yeah, the self run. Okay, who? What? I beat the game, right? I beat the game and read the other endings, right? Yeah. What's even going on anymore? You have to. You like, I when we we will do our Undertale episode. You have to like read the like genocide fight with sans because it like connects a lot of really 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 cool ideas and like Mm. the things they do like you know the whole thing with flowey and like loading your game and everything like that is cool but like 
there's something about that run, and I think it's going to be ruined for you a little bit because, like, for me, it was oh, the definitely. hypest. It was the hypest thing in my life. Like, I was so fucking like none of it was spoiled for me. I was discovering it all myself. I was replaying it a bunch of times, and like, it will never be that for you. And I sometimes that makes me very sad because I'm like, man, I wish I could just like. I, I, I want to, it's very much like the Doki Doki problem where I'm like, I want to show this game to someone else so I can like live it through them again in that weird way where you like want to hear their reaction to it and their thoughts about it. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so it, it is very cool though. So eventually we'll play it and you'll kind of understand a little bit more, but obviously you won't be as invested. So yeah, that's kind of the, the thing that I, you know, I like about this reoccurring time, you know, story and reoccurring themes and like even in the underground um the character uh lancer is pretty much just the skeleton brothers put together and like i'm fine with that i guess uh, but sometimes it kind of kind of got me wait hold on so there's a okay this no, isn't literal mind. this isn't literal this is theme no 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 no. i was going yeah. back i was thinking about you were like there's a character named chara and i was like i don't remember that and then okay. like, i was like okay well okay also that's just like an abbreviation for the word character. Like right. that's just, they chopped a few letters off the end. So that's more because, of the same undertale yeah. type stuff. Because okay. the yeah, it's fine. human that fell to the underground. We can't, we can't. Okay. It's not even Deltarune. We can't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Save it. We'll get to another episode at some point. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, moving on here. Uh, <laughs> how do you okay. hold on i gotta read through all of our questions to figure out what we didn't just talk at length about on accident okay here's here i have a question for you considering okay. i just talked a bunch um so the original game of course yeah. rilled mm-hmm. with choices choices it's rilled yeah. with choices and in this game there is constant reverberation of your choices don't matter um, there's actually no alternate endings in this game. There's kind of like an alternate scene if you kill a bunch or save a bunch. Um, and uh, even at times, like, Susie will ask your character questions, and then you'll give be given, like, a half a second to respond. And she's like, nah, don't worry about it. You, you know, you're quiet. You won't respond to me anyways. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, like, this constant theme of your choices don't matter. And I kind of wonder, this is something I don't really even know why or anything like that of you know this choice but like what what do you think about that how do you feel about that why why is this kind of done to go for a more unified single story yeah i think it it could be a lot of different things right it could i mean a it could be that that's not the case right because it's not a complete story it could be that it's recording some of this information to use at a later date for you know the the conclusion of this i doubt that's kind of it because it seemed way more intentional than that Mm -hmm. um i think realistically um, probably part of what it is is, like, lightning doesn't strike twice, right? Yeah. So the idea of... The thing about Undertale that kind of rose it um, uh, you know, above the other games that were coming out at the time, outside of being, you know, funny and being largely pretty fun to play, was that, that interesting stuff that it did, like that self-referential stuff, that, hey, we've been tracking your decisions, that, you know, you weren't making an explicit choice, you know, you weren't selecting yes or no on a wheel of do you want to kill or try and spare this, you know, uh, monster that you're fighting, but it was revealed at the end of the game that, like, hey, we've been tracking this, and this is going to affect the ending you get, and it's going to affect conversations you have, and it's going to affect all of this stuff. Um, and that's 
that was very, very cool when Undertale did it. It was like a shocking surprise. You know, you realized later on like the depth of what that was actually doing and how many different things it was changing, like Duncan just referenced in terms of like, you know, I fucking played and read the game a whole bunch and I never heard about any of that because it was in a path so far down that I didn't go. Yeah. And I think if you try to do something like that again, right, if you try to, um, and I'm going to use the word moral here, and that's the wrong word because it wasn't really the moral of Undertale that your choices matter, but it was like, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it was kind of an underlying theme and it it was very unifying throughout the game. And I think if you try to do that again in a sequel, in air quotes, because it's not a direct sequel, that is already so similar to Undertale in so many ways, it's just going to feel like you're rehashing and walking the same ground. So I think the yeah. more interesting thing, which is what Toby Fox did here, was to just say, like, okay, well, we're in a world that is similar but different in some very distinct ways. So let's take the initial idea of what was, like, core to interesting about Undertale and just kind of turn that and see, you know, what does it look like on the other end? What does it look like if we actually take a lot of choice away from the player? What does it look like if you're in a party of people and one of them refuses to do anything other than attack, which changes the way that you have to interact with enemy groups, right? Like mm-hmm. we, every um, decision in this game was structured in such a way that it tried to take as much player choice away as possible, except for, again, a little bit of that same core mechanic about do you kill more enemies than you save, but it's not even like a complete one-to-one this time, right? It's not like there are four, you know, three or four different paths. It's, hey, there's, you know, a scene that's different either way and it doesn't change anything throughout the game really and i think i think that's probably what it was i think it was an interesting you know we went this far down the path let's turn around and see what it looks like if we go the other way because i think that's the only way to keep it interesting i love that i totally i totally agree with that and i I like like your little evaluation of that that was very nice hey thanks let's go um, back to our uh, episode you know episode one sort of themes and we'll just say i totally agree with that and move on you know i totally agree with that no i totally <laughs> agree <laughs> there's a lot of uh, i like the direction that this ended up going and it might, it might be that like you know it has been recording and we it will be you know a choice-based mm. thing but i think also that making all of those different you know the different endings and stuff like that was very 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 exhausting and like oh god kind of kind of probably solidified for him that this might not be something he wants to do and i think sometimes like the in the case of undertale it worked very very well but in this case he probably just wants to tell like a very unified story and like have a beginning and end and like work in that space and i just kind of respect that decision to be like well it worked before and you know like you said lightning doesn't strike twice and i'm sure he could make it strike twice if he wanted to with this kind of like you know your choices matter theme but i think um making this decision is kind of like straying away from that like i gotta do what people expect and they'll be happy you know what i mean kind of thing and i love that i love to see all the changes um something i don't have on this list but i I just kind of wanted to mention is like i think a lot of the characters in this and this game is mostly about the characters like the the story arcs of you know what actually happens is super simple um but it's more about you know the comedy and the characters and i think a lot of the characters are insanely just like wicked similar to counterparts in undertale but i think Susie mm-hmm. is probably 
the most unique character to not only like come through the games but also in Deltarune period um and I wanted to know if you like felt the same or like what was your experience going through uh the game and like her character etc like just kind of how I felt about her character arc in general yeah 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 I think um I I liked it it was um Hmm. If I'm you don't have anything to, to say, that's fine. Like no, I, I, I mean, because I think it was it was kind of the crux of the game. So I definitely, I just don't want to be reductive about it when I say that a lot of her storyline felt kind of. And, and again, I'm trying not to be reductive when I say almost Disney esque. Yeah. Um, which is like, you know, the the sort of standard arc of like, here's a character we've accentuated this part of their personality, and in that ca- this case, it's like you know, violent rebel. Um, Again, maybe goes a little further than Disney normally would with threatening yeah. each other's faces off, admittedly. Um, but I, I think the the arc of like, hey, they just want things to return to normal, and then introducing what, if it were a Disney movie, would have been like a love interest. But because it's not, they you know played around with it a little bit and just kind of like introducing a new perspective on things, and you know giving Susie a friendship and kind of showing her there's a little bit more to you know to do with your time and a little more satisfying things to do if you're a part of a group. I think, um, I think that character art worked again. I don't know how much like it didn't surprise me. There wasn't like an incredible amount of depth to it, Yeah, but there didn't need to be for it to be effective and for it to work. Right. These characters weren't, you know, delivering eight paragraph soliloquies. <laughs> they were, you know, they're talking about eating salsa at a tree stumps. <laughs> Yeah, which is <laughs> fucking great. Like, yeah. all of the funny bits work because the game didn't try to do too much with the character. It tried mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is what we want to do. We're going to have that happen. We're not going to, like, put so much on top of there that that point gets lost. And so I, I definitely think it worked for me. Um, I wasn't, like, blown away by it, yeah. but it got out. You know, it was good, and it got out of the way when it needed to. Yeah, for sure. I um, I like this I very much like party members who aren't just like instantly loyal to you especially Mm -hmm. in this game it played it off really cool like where like you mentioned you know Susie isn't isn't like loyal to you the very like minute she joins she just attacks freely on her own um and there's a very good bit where like it's like ah Susie joins your party and then it's like Susie disinterestedly walks away like slowly <laughs> and then it you know plays the fanfare and everything like that yeah. but but there is like this like I don't want to say there was tension of like will they won't they kind of thing of like staying with us because I think it was pretty obvious that by the end they would but I yeah. guess the method of how kind of kept me kept me going and I I really enjoyed that part of it and also the like the end of I, I kind of thought Ralph Sai was going to be the only one who's just kind of like a really uninteresting character, to be honest. Um, but like, <laughs> was going to be the really the only one to be like, look, this is the morals of how to be good. But I like by the end that it was kind of like, hey, my way worked this time, and we kicked this fucking like loser's ass, and like, that was the solution. You know what I mean? Showing um, them. Like, sparing them was not the right move there because they're just, you know, pure, pure badness. And I kind of like that. It's cheesy and, like, it's not very deep, but I like it. 
yeah. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't need to be deep. It's good. I, I would argue that Ralsei is a fun character. I liked Ralsei. He's I, fun. He's, you know, he or she, I couldn't really tell at the end it's of the game. It's a um, he, I think. Because they call him, like, a boy. They call him a fluffy boy or something like that. But they don't, after the reveal ever, they don't really refer to him gendered either way. He's yeah. a goat person. It's a goat person. It's I, probably her brother, I guess. I don't know. I liked all of the times when you know, Susie and Lancer weren't on your team and Ralsei would just be like, no, 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 it's fine. We'll just go, we'll go along with them. Yeah, we'll help design a torture device for you or something like that. Yeah. Like, that was some very fun. good lines. Yeah. Um, I do think Lancer was definitely standout the best character in the whole game, though. Yeah. I fucking loved Lancer a lot, especially when he actually, like, joins your team and then you walk away and he's not following <laughs> you and you turn around and you're like, oh, you can, you can like follow us now. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And then you walk away and he's still not. And you walk back and it's like, so I noticed you're still not following us. She's like, yep. <laughs> okay. And he just like, and the next screen starts walking alongside you at the very top of the screen far enough away from your party, but then like cracking jokes the whole time. And I loved it. It was such a good scene. Yeah. And their friendship is just like, I like, I really enjoyed their friendship. Like they have like, a little like they'll like crack a joke and then they have a little audio clip of this like bit crushed laughing and it's just so like it's so iconic for me it's like really classic i enjoy it very much um it's it's good it was it was very fun i got a lot out of the interactions between the characters Mm -hmm. i agree that lance is probably one of the best i'd say i put him in my top three put him in my top three it's like Lancer, um, and then second place goes to the trio of tutorial stars. They were the best. <laughs> yeah. they, like you could just ask them questions, and they'll like uh, uh, you pay them however much, and then they'll they'll like sort of answer your questions in almost a rhyme. But then always one of the answer like to the three questions you can ask will be about how you should just go put money in the hole over there so they can keep <laughs> affording things. Yeah. And it's very good. Yeah, I um I also really like there's a character in the card kingdom who constantly pops up in like a very like magical in like duke-esque <laughs> way to like yeah. give you this insane heart insanely difficult puzzle and it's always like just like wicked simple and he disappears and is just like god damn it <laughs> and <leaves. laughs> that was so That's good the, the first one. time when yeah. you push a block one square over and he's just <laughs> god Damn it! And just disappears. <laughs> yeah, he has fucking excellent music, and um, the whole the whole design of that character is very very good. Yeah, because all calling you worms. Like that's the thing. It's just these like nice little bits of charm and love, and my like and my feelings of what I like about this universe and everything in it. It's just it's such a nice escape for me. Like, I feel like a lot of single-player experiences that I play feel very real. And, like, <laughs> I have no mouth and I must scream. Just is like, <laughs> dealing with, like, real-ass problems and, like, character faults that people have. And, like, the world is so real. And I love that. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy that. But, jeez, excuse me. There's just something so, like, wonderful and magical to me uh, about a game that, like, truly lets me escape a little bit because that's just so fucking out there and none of the character choices or events that happen are anywhere close to reality that I'm like, yeah, I could just, I can just live here for a little bit. And then it gets like real weird or dark, especially in the first one. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, get a little bit more interested in preserving, you know, that world because they've 
they they hooked me. So I yeah, I think that's really why I enjoy it. But you know, yeah, I think that's fair, and I think you you said it right there that like the world, both this world and Undertale, just they ooze with charm, and yeah. it's it's just very happy to exist in that world like even you know when necessarily happy things aren't happening it's just fun and you always feel like the i i forgot how weird these games get they just get weird with it they're just like hey i don't know this makes no sense and here's a weird mini game that doesn't fit in at all and won't affect anything but funny (laughs) and now you're on like a cooking show fighting a robot and like um they just do a bunch of really fun shit and I, I think that is that's the thing that I really enjoyed about this game going through it, and that's I think that's what these games shine at is just being charming in places where you don't expect it and always surprising you so that it never gets old. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to discuss? Um, I didn't come prepared so with all the questions this time, guys. Fine. So if you liked any of the questions, give it up for Duncan. He did all of them. <laughs> Um, so I think here is that, I mean, this was called survey program. He, he didn't make this with like the second episode ready to fire, like a five episodic, like, you know, the council or, you know, life is strange. (laughs) The council didn't make it with episode two ready to fire. (laughs) (laughs) I think they had something ready. Um, (laughs) this game is not like. It will be years before the second episode is, which is like, whew, I hope it's going to be okay for everyone and they, like, remember everything that <laughs> happened. This is a long fucking time. It is a long time. When I'm okay with it, you know what I mean? Do your shit. I love it. Um, I'll just play Deltarune again sometime. Uh, but anyways, I think, you know, this being called Survey Program, and I think he was very kind of nervous about the reception of how this was going Mm-hmm. And I think he, I think he wanted a little bit of feedback of what people wanted to see in the future. And if you don't have anything, that's fine. But what what would you feel like would benefit from this series in the future, or like directions you might want to see it take, or just kind of like more of the same? Like, is there anything that you, even with like the battle system or anything like that, um, that you have I mean, feelings about? I so I don't have any like huge overarching things i guess the yeah. only two things like my only hopes for the sequel here and you know take that as advice or feedback or whatever you want is um one like i just said i hope they continue and increasingly get weird with it because i just really like when they do one-off random things that don't make sense or you know crazy story turns that you didn't see coming um but i think more important than that is just like don't you know i i hope that it doesn't feel too shackled to undertale i hope that it doesn't feel like it has to be chasing a ghost of a past success or anything like that and you know if the plans that he has for it involves shackling it you know to undertale for one reason or another and you know he's got ways that'll intertwine that's totally fine i just don't want this game to feel held back because it always wants to remain faithful to the first thing he did because i think that that kind of becomes old hat very quickly and i think even the diehard fans would get pretty bored of it after a while yeah yeah i certainly would um also also i wanted to ask subtracting what you heard from me what do you think the ending meant (laughs) because it was also i have a question were you like the ending actually kind of like gave me 
it freaked me out a little bit. Like it was very silent, and then when she when they jab like their fist into their chest, and you hear like that like fucking damage tick, and like I don't know, it was it was unsettling for me. I don't know if you got that that at all, but it gave I, me a little. I think it, it was creepy, but it didn't. I I think coming off of the scene that it just came off of it didn't really impact me too much just yeah. because of the the brevity of the scene and the length of the previous one. Um, yeah. But I, as for what I think it meant, yeah, you know, I'll be real with you. I saw it and I was like, huh, fucking weird, right? And I closed it and went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick this apart and figure it out. I'm yeah. not. I didn't take fucking Undertale 101 in college, <laughs> much less did I take Undertale 201 or 301. So, like, but I think it's fun to just be like, well, like, I mean, so here's the thing though: is like, if if what is true is what he said, like. You wouldn't have to know what happened in that world to, like, guess what's happening in this one. Because, I mean, what they ripped out was their soul. They threw their own soul into, like, a birdcage. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? You know? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I, the thing is that I, I don't know. I don't also, think that you are given enough clues to there's make a, red a good stain, guess. There's a red stain on the carpet next to the cage, which I found at first, and I was like the fuck is this and why is it red why does it look like blood and also your uh, side of the room is like a fucking like abysmal nothing and your brother has like trophies in video games in a computer and he's not even there it's like well yeah but that's just because he's better than you so he earned all that stuff you know yeah i mean oh there's a lot of interesting things you could you could sculpt from that but uh yeah but i, I mean like i you. I didn't know who the fuck his brother was because until I looked it back up because I had totally forgotten. So yeah, it, it was the it golden didn't... flower, also another <laughs> big spoil. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with that ending. I think it's yeah. interesting. I think if it is, you know, I my initial reaction was like, huh, I guess something like went bad with going back from yeah. the, you know, like the underworld. The, the dark realm or whatever the fuck the uh, actual title of the place you were in was mm-hmm. like something when traversing through the fountain must have gone bad and you maybe got like infested with a different spirit or something happened that like yeah. took something away from you. But also I really don't know. And I feel like I'll just find out when the next game comes around. For sure. For sure. One interesting thing is when you get thrown into the cage and you move your controller around, the little heart moves around inside of the cage that's a weird huh. little note. That's really yeah. neat. That's actually really cool. Yeah. That's a nice little little Easter egg. Um, well, without, you know, I could literally talk about all the, like, little cool things in this, but I don't think, I think you can just, like, Google Deltarune Easter eggs and, like, find all that shit. Uh, yeah. So I won't, I won't go through those, even though I'm, you know, like, wicked excited to, uh, to discuss those. So if you want to just, like, hit me up and we can just like talk delta rune easter eggs without this clown <laughs> let me know dude let me know actually don't I'll, that would be a really weird uncomfortable conversation for me. i was gonna say i don't know like your social media pitches are getting weird <laughs> hey if you just want to like talk just have a conversation just like dm me on facebook you know and, like thoughts from player one on facebook <laughs> specifically only about Deltarune Easter eggs. Like, if if you are like, yeah, you know, my day is... Nope. Mm-mm. No. No, nope, I'm sorry. Don't care. Don't nope. care. Nope. 
Now, what do you think? What do you think Sans meant when he said he fucked your mom? What do you think that means? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. If you're interested in that, hit me up. <laughs> no, no. If you want to talk about Sans fucking your mom. Oh you know. God! There's a whole fucking like ludicrous. No, I not. hate it. I hate no, it. I'm sorry. Not. You know what? Anyone? I'm. I'm gonna call you out right now. I'm sorry. Unless you're drawing it for big buco bucks, in which case, fucking get that cash money. But if you're drawing it for fun, stop. Just stop. I don't like it. Duncan. I don't want to see a skeleton. That doesn't fuck. work. That doesn't work. I don't want to see work. a skeleton. Fuck. I'm done with it. Duncan, Stop. anytime two people are fucking, it's just skeletons fucking with skin coats, okay? Yeah, it's, but I don't want to see the skin coats. The skin coats are the good part. In fact, can I okay. just get just the can skin coats? Can I just coats? get a real quick, can we just clip the soundbite of Duncan saying the skin coats are the good part? <laughs> <laughs> and then put that creepy, like, filter on it when someone wants to be left anonymous. The skin coats are the good part. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we gotta go man (laughs) we do we do we do well that was deltarune thank you all for um joining us on this journey i can't wait Mm -hmm. till two years when we have you know ten thousand hits an episode whoa high bar high bar i'm shooting for like 500 by the next deltarune Hey, there you go. On average, medium bar. I like it. Yeah, yeah. If we can get if we can get five hundred downloads on this, I will reveal my skin coat. <laughs> um, Please take us out of the episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm making this is this has all been a nightmare for Alex. I'm very sorry. This has been hell. It's the whole this hour. This is and actual half. hell. It's because he's not cuddled up playing Dota like a baby. Baby so, Dota if you want to follow so, us on Twitter and have a conversation, feel free to look us up. We are at Thoughts from P1 on Twitter. You can uh-huh. go ahead and tweet at us with game suggestions or comments or anything like that. Just have a conversation. Shoot us your best, you know, clever, sarcastic, you know, jabs, and and we'll uh, we'll get back to you with that one. You can send us emails at mm-hmm. thoughtsfromplayer1 mm-hmm. at gmail.com, letting us know again. Um, what you think, any suggestions, critiques, any um, things you want us to play in the future, questions about episodes we already did, we'd be happy to touch back on those. Yeah. Um, feel free to leave us a, a review on iTunes. It actually helps out quite a bit. So, you know, just search for Thoughts from Player One on iTunes. Give us five stars. Give us four stars. If you're going to give us less than four stars, don't give us an iTunes review. Um, yeah, email and us and change. We'll change, I promise, baby. We're not going to change for you. We're not one of those podcasts that changes for our listeners. Come on, Duncan. <laughs> um, yeah, and that is all of our social media again. Because I already said, follow us on Facebook. We're at Thoughts from Player One on Facebook as well. Um, and yeah, I think that is our next episode going to be Return from the Oberdin or to the Oberdin or yeah, whatever it's called. I believe so. Okay, so, so that is the new game that. by the the guy who created Papers, Please. Our first episode. Me. Our first episode. Canonically, our, it's first, our first episode. episode. <laughs> Don't look. It's our Which first episode. Which is why episode. it's labeled episode two. <laughs> That's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> canonically. See, you know how they like the, you know they make elevators without the thirteenth floor. We made a podcast mm-hmm. without a first episode. That's true. The first episode's always bad, so we skipped it. Yep. So that's all the chili crock. No, that's, that's not a chicken crock. That's that's all the chicken stock in the chili pot. <laughs> oh, look over there! 
It's a chili crocodile. <laughs> chicken Dundee. One. Hey, I'm Chicken Dundee. <laughs> Look at that cheeky. I'm gonna wrestle him.